guys. Uh, I've got one of my most favorite people on the planet. And uh, God's, it's actually God's favorite person on the planet. It's here today, Eric Gilmore. And uh, yeah, we're just going to fall in love with Jesus. Every time I'm around you, I just want to love Jesus more. And uh, I, it, it's weird because it makes me feel like I don't love him enough. But yet I love him with all that I know how to. So I'm, you know, I'm convicted, not condemned, but very convicted by your life, man. And uh, I just I love what you carry. I love that you know him. I love that you're like a modern day mystic, bro. You're like, you're like no other. So, yeah, I just, I guess like I, people really probably want to know how did this even start? Like, what did you come from? I know, I've heard it so many times. I just listen to it like, yeah, like. Because God can reach anybody, anywhere, anytime, and make them his people. I just love it, man. So if you could share that, that'd be great. Wait a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, Eric Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking on what you just were talking about yeah. with loving him yeah. enough, like you feel like there's always more, in Samuel Rutherford's letters that he wrote from prison, he used to have this term that he would use over and over again, never enough adored Lord Jesus never enough adored Lord Jesus which showed in him the same fountain you just yeah. described in your own soul Lord I want to love you more and more That's right. it's like I can't love you enough because I recognize features charms about your person that pull on my heart again and again he plucks the ten strings of your being okay. with each side of his each seeing of his of his person so I, I feel like uh, you're, you're nailing the root of what this whole thing is all about yeah. a love for Christ above all things. What happened to me was uh, the Brownsville Revival. Yeah, it was on. a visitation of God's presence in Pensacola. Yeah. And I w bowed my knee to Christ after Steve Hill preached, um, and I got filled with the Holy Ghost. What was his message on you bowed your knee? Do you remember it? All I remember is the altar call. <laughs> he, he said, if you don't wake up in the morning with Jesus on your heart, go to sleep at night with Jesus on your heart, eat, drink, and breathe Jesus, I question whether or not you know him. He said, you can go to hell with baptismal waters on your face and a communion wafer stuck to your tongue if you don't know the Lord. Oh, my gosh, bro. <laughs> and, and so I, I bowed my knee to Christ that day. So good. I'm ready to bow right now. <laughs> That's so good. But, but the scripture tells us in Romans 5, 5, that the love of God is shed abroad. You know, you, you would know a lot more about this than me. But the bursting. The, the bubbling up of love on the inside by the Holy Ghost. So when I got filled with the Holy Spirit by bowing my knee to the gospel you got of filled Christ. With him right there. Oh, yeah. That's so good. And that's what began uh -huh. the flow of the river of love so good. for Christ. Because How long have you been a Christian before that? Like you would confess yeah. to be one? Well, in 1992, Dr. Rutland preached at a youth camp I went to. Yeah. And I. How old were you? 12. Maybe, maybe 11, something like that. And uh, something happened then. I felt it here, yeah. but it didn't really... Seed. Yeah, seed. Awesome, but then in 96, everything sh shifted. The so Holy Spirit started a current of love. He struck the fountain of my heart that started the flow of the streams of love that have continued to this day that he has kept until this day. I haven't kept them. He kept them. He's the faithful one in the relationship, so... That's that's what happened to me. It was the gospel, <laughs> the gospel working. Yeah. So when you when you had that encounter with God, yeah, what what happened with you as far because you know I I talk about righteousness all the time, 
because it's my favorite subject because I believe that the love of God being shed abroad in our hearts was because of the fact that God forgave us, forgot what he forgave, took it away, removed it as far as the east is from the west, never bring it up again. And when that hits the heart, yeah. the love of God is shed abroad and yeah. knocks out everything. Love that. And that's like yeah. so beautiful. So when it when it hit you, did you did you have a guilt, shame, condemnation thing still whispering in your life? Or was that thing knocked out of the park? Oh, I would say at first I felt such a cleansing yeah. that I, I didn't even want to have a bad intention because I felt so clean. Yeah. Like if I if I spoke with a tone that wasn't tender, I would felt struck to the heart like, oh, Lord, so please good. forgive me. I, I don't want to be that guy. You know, that, that kind of thing was such a yeah. sensitivity of conscien yeah, yeah. conscience that happened. Uh, but I think as time went on, I learned and grew in the recognition of righteousness. I didn't have it understood. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I don't even think I fully have it understood right now. But it started to grow from there. And yeah, there was times in my life where I listened to the voice of the accuser yeah. and came underneath an unnecessary heaviness. Yeah. But it was... Re returning to gospel truth that would deliver me. So I, I went through many, quote, I would say deliverances, not the casting out of a devil, but yeah. deliverances of mindsets. mindsets uh, were, yeah, renewings right. of the mind that come through constantly beholding Christ in the gospel right. kept setting me free over and over again. I, I keep finding them still to this day that I need Jesus today, just like I did the first day. Uh, there's an old Puritan prayer that goes, grant me to feel my need of your continual saviorhood. Oh. I'm going to say it again. That's beautiful, isn't it? Yes, grant me. Again. Lord, I'm asking you, grant me to feel my need of your continual saviorhood. He didn't just save us. He saved your and continues to save us so unto to, to, <laughs> till death. <laughs> God, I love that so much. So Jesus being Lord more and more every day. The saving grace of Jesus, but the truth yeah. of who God's called us to be. I, I'm like, I'm such a fan, yeah. bro. I'm like an identity junkie. I am. I want to know, and I want everybody to know who God's created them to be. When do you feel like you dove in? Because I know you had that encounter. Yeah. When do you feel like you really dove into, like you're, you're unlike anybody I know. Like you literally, when I say mystic, like. When you read about the mystics whom you refer to so many times, yeah, yeah, like it's that's you. Like, when do you feel like you dove into there? Because I've watched you over the years. I watched you like going after it and then then becoming it. And I'm like, oh my gosh! Like, look at what's happening to Eric. It's so beautiful. You know, we've all watched it. So, where do you feel like the depth of love? Like, where you're? I don't know, man. There's like a yearning, mm. this deep yearning. For yeah. to spend time with him. Talk about your secret life. Talk about how that developed. Because I, I had Brian Gear in here just oh, a little no while way. ago, and we're talking about this leave. is my favorite <laughs> subject. But but you 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 guys, it's the same thing. Mm. We you know we have brothers that are cultivating oil. Yeah. Together, and apart, but together too. Mm -hmm. And so I I want people to know what are some, give us some keys, some tools, man, some things that, I mean I I know it's that simple. But how do you get there? Mm. Help. Yeah, I, I, I guess for me, the getting there language is good to realize that we want to start somewhere. But the getting there language to me f fails in this, that it's 
already been accomplished、sure. and I'm recognizing more and more what is. So I don't feel like it ever gets easier to experience God.、Yeah. It just, ha- what happens is you begin to realize how easy it's always been. That it's been accomplished by Christ and He、right. has made me one with Him. And the battle is to realize it and apprehend that through realization, which goes back to, in my opinion, which goes back to taking time to shut off all other voices, to shut out all other noise, and go into the Word of God in prayer with an open and vulnerable heart and worship and surrender to the Lord. That communion with Him is what opens the eyes to what already is. And so if there is a getting there, it's a shedding. Layers of darkness、so、through the gospel. <laughs> it's a shedding there instead of a getting there.、So、good, yeah, you're、though. shedding layers. The more you realize the gospel and, and believe the gospel, the more you shed these layers of unbelief.、Yes. And you begin to see him more clearly, which causes you to love him more fully. And so all love for him comes from a side of him because he is altogether lovely. And lovely means exciting love. Right. So he is the excitement of love. So if you see a person who loves the Lord, they've seen him.、Yes. And you see a person who doesn't love the Lord, they've stopped looking at him. They've stopped seeing him. Or they him. never looked at or him. They never, or they never looked at him. Like I was just talking to a guy、uh, at the place I was just at. I started sharing with him. He saw my shirt. He goes, hey, cool shirt. And、uh, I started to share about, about Jesus. And he just kind of looked at me, like, okay. And I asked him, you know, where he fellowshiped. And he told me. And I'm like, okay, you know. I just started, about, I started to talk to him about the love of Jesus and the reality of the love of God. He goes, I really like listening to you, man. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, all these, these cuss words came out, and I'm like, wow, okay. So, so but for me, you know, the cuss words aren't the problem. It's, that's not the issue. It's, he hasn't seen him. Yeah, it's true. Because when you see him, that stuff fades, bro.、Mm-hmm. When you know him, that's not even in you. It's not even, you can't even find it anymore. It's so true. You get lost in him. It's beautiful, man. I just, I love it. I love it. I love it. Your, your prayer life <laughs> and the time that you spend with Jesus is、yeah. like no one can touch that. That's like your time. You're not letting anybody in. Like, it's not possible. So, talk about what your prayer life looks like. Yeah, well, I'll first say that I've, I, I've, I fail so much in this, in this area because I want to be a lot deeper than I, than I am.、Um, and so, I feel real inadequate in even talking about it. But to be with Jesus is my favorite thing. And I find that in, on the inside, there's a craving to just be with Him.、Uh, and so that drives me. It's like the hunger of a man works for Him. I find that to be the case with Christ. And even like a satiated man loathes honey, meaning the more I taste of Him, the more the things that used to be so sweet to me are, are bitter to me.、Yeah. So I find that there's a pulling, an attraction to, to the Lord just based upon. His beauty and his splendor, my enjoyment of him. So I would say, like, discipline is not even a word I would put in there.、Uh, you didn't use that word. I'm just saying, like, no, I get it. Th- but th- it's a common word. Yeah, it's a common word.、Uh, like, I, I wouldn't even put discipline in there. What I would put in there is, is like a burning, jealous desire、yeah. for that enjoyment that I find in him. Because that enjoyment does something to me. It almost like puts my brain where it's supposed to be and my values where they're supposed to be. The more I enjoy the Lord, the more I become like the Lord in the way that I think. And even ministry itself is just the expression of my enjoyments of、so、the Lord.、Good. So my time with the Lord is centered on my great desire to enjoy His person. 
uh, in a sweet, intimate love exchange, the kisses of God, the kisses of his word. Now, you say that a lot. Yeah. So, like, when I first heard you say that, I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah I remember. <laughs> right? We talked about it because I talked to him like, hey, bro, like, yeah. I, I need help here. Yeah. And But you helped me through so much. So can you explain when you say the kisses of God? Can you explain what that means? Because you say the private kisses. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. there's so many things you say, right. but that that's a very intimate word. Because it is. like in covenant, kissing your wife is, is really important. So yeah. when you say the kisses of God, can, can you share on that? Yeah. Uh, well, David, I'm sure somebody's watching this. Oh, yeah, going, yeah, they're like, Hold what on in the a world? second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Especially guys. Like, yeah, right. Kiss, okay. Oh, kiss me with the kisses of his, like, you know, yeah. Song of Solomon. Yeah, Song of Solomon. It's one. one of the biggest struggles for men, mm. the Song of Solomon. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be. So, You're right. Yeah, uh, I feel like it's the application of love to the soul. When God oh, so causes good, you to experience his love, uh, which is your first kiss of God is the gospel. Yep. When you f- you first receive the love of God in Christ, yeah. that's the first kiss. But then through the gospel, you receive kisses. Each time you remember his love and you experience his love. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Maurice Roberts has a book called The Thought of God. Yeah. And one of the statements in there is he says that man is not made to live without exhilaration in his presence. And if a man goes too long without spiritual exhilaration, he will look for other satisfactions. So and, and so the, the, the sweet exhilaration that comes from <laughs> faith in the gospel, receiving the spirit, which is the love of God shed abroad, in the heart by the Holy Spirit. So the kiss of God is just a metaphoric understanding of the bride and bridegroom's experience of one another. That is consistent and continual as a man comes to communion with with the Lord. That's how I would describe it. But the kiss kills competition. It kills comparison. It kills condemnation. His kiss can cure my evil and bring me to his bliss and give me him for whom I sigh, Jesus, my sweetness, Richard Raleigh wrote. (laughs) So, guys, should just let you talk for her. Just, just bring it. I love it so much, man. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Uh, we have a school, you know. You, yeah. you taught today. Yes, I um, loved teaching today. They were so hungry. Their faces were glowing. They love the Lord. It's wonderful to see. I'm so proud of them, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. This is our this is our fifth year, you know. And you're one of our most regular people that come here and you've so graciously I'm delighted. allowed us to say, hey, we need you. And you're like, I don't care. I'm there. Yeah. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. And I so appreciate you, bro. Like, more than words can say. More than words can say. Who is Jesus to you? Oh, Like, come on. Just, who is Jesus to you? <laughs> like, yeah. I would say, first and foremost, he is the creator of, and ruler of all things. He is the origin of all things that has chosen to demonstrate his love and his character and nature by dropping down out of heaven into the restrictions and frailties of a human body to live a life I couldn't live, to die a death that I deserve, to ascend on high in for me to take me up out of death and into life. And then he sends his very own spirit into my heart that I might be one with him by marriage and experience that he would begin to transform me into his same image for his own glory and his coming kingdom. 
that will be forever established and to the increase of his government there will be no end so that is who jesus is to me the, he is the beginning and the end the source the center of all things by love to my human heart that is so in need of him that brings me up into the inclusion of fellowship with god and his purposes into to the eternal ages so jesus oh gosh who is the father to you <laughs> the father is the one who was so full of love that he would send him to accomplish all these things for him and then give them back to him <laughs> my goodness oh god That's oh so my good. goodness but the father is has been compassionate to me the scripture says that as as a father has mercy upon his child so god has compassion upon those who fear him he has not treated us as our sins deserve even not just the sins before Christ but even as the sins currently in in my life that I'm learning how to overcome he he doesn't treat me as my sins deserve he consistently walks with me and is attracted to my weakness and, and he's for me apart from me this he's, he's just lovable in every way so good yes yeah. who's the holy ghost <laughs> the holy spirit is the only means by which all this stuff is real it it remains in santa claus category yeah it, it, it remains in legend until the holy spirit because he makes it tangible experiential he he gives jesus taste and touch and smell and sight he is the sensory reality that brings it into my life so without him uh it's all just a wonderful story but with him i'm change from glory to glory <laughs> oh my gosh bro. they're probably the best three answers i've probably ever heard. No, that's, that's oh eric it's, but you can't say that unless you're in love mm. you can't say that unless you love him man it's so significant mm. oh my gosh you know i was with you in london when uh you preached oh, the, mary bethany oh yeah i remember you tackled me i tackled you yeah I was done. Like, we're on the floor in front of No, I didn't tackle him that like that. But I did. I just, I was yeah. so excited. Yeah. We just brought, man. Can you talk a little bit about Mary? Yeah. Just, it's probably one of my favorite things I hear you share. Yeah. I, I mean, I listen to it again and again. It's yeah. Be it's beautiful, bro. It's timeless. It's timeless. Because really we're is. dealing with a body of Christ huh. that is either or. Yeah, totally. But they need to be both and. I agree. And it's. And it's so incredible. So if you could just, if you don't mind. Yeah. I think the way to d remove the divide between the contemplative Mary and the uh, the active Martha yeah. is to realize it's not about activity or inactivity. It's about value. So good. And so when you look at Mary. Hold on. Say that again. Yeah. This, to, is, this is beautiful. Yeah. To remove that divide between con <laughs> contemplative and active you have to realize it's not about doing or not doing. It has everything to do with something higher than that, and it's the value of the man Christ Jesus. That's what we see in the in the parable, or not the parable, the story, yeah. is that she values him so much so that she doesn't care what other people think about her. She's doing something no one else is doing. She gives him full attention, and as you say, she's not making sandwiches in the kitchen that Jesus never ordered. Yeah. She's she wants to feed on the Lord That's more right. than feed the Lord. 
And so when, when you look, oh, at, I'm probably going to take that. It's yeah, really good. Yeah, I think I got. It. I might have got it from you. I've taken it. But um, the 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 essence that we see in Mary is her high value of Jesus, even in crisis when her brother dies, and she's hurting. She throws all her questions and her pain down at his feet as soon as she sees him. She throws it down. And the Lord is moved by that. And then in the end, the last time you see her, she doesn't care what people think about her, and she worships at his feet. And the fragrance of her love exchange with him fills the whole room. So I think that's the greatest ministry there is, is when my ministry to Christ is experienced by other people. So I would say ultimately Mary of Bethany is a call to see that there is no one like him and that he is above all. You know, he is too beautiful to look away from is basically what she's teaching us. And and that can be done while you're changing diapers. That's right. Or you're preaching a crusade or you're in your closet. He can have that place of value in your heart and, and in your life. It just means he's, notice she's below him. It means he's above her. You know, Ma- Martha's standing up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> she, Mary's low. That's right. And so there's, it's just a disposition of value that puts the Lord above yourself I think that's the essence of Mary. So good with, you know, with, with in teaching people who they're created to be. You know, I talk about the value system of heaven, and I say that you know, because a lot of people are taught that they're worthless, that they're huh. they're worms. They're God just tolerates us enough, and we're lucky to make it in, like by the skin of our teeth. You have no skin on your teeth, so that's a bad deal. But the reality of the value system of heaven is that heaven paid such a high price for you, for each of us, that God thought that you were worth the blood of his son, the life of his son. <laughs> and the value that you have is the life of his son. And yeah. so in the value that we place in Jesus, <laughs> and in that communion, making sure that we see the value that he places on us. Yes. Because a worthless person can't, even though we're low, a worthless person can't commune with a valued God, with a valuable <laughs> God, unless the person understands that they're valued by him. Oh. That he seeks that relationship with us even more than we do. Sheesh. He wants us to be with him, man. He is craving his children <laughs> to be with him. That is beautiful. I just love it, man. There's that, that section of scripture that says uh, Paul is reaching out. He says, we make it our ambition. I think it's right there. Second Corinthians. Yeah, listen to this. Five. Yeah, this is just incredible. He goes, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. Now all things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Now here's what it is. That God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we as ambassadors for Christ, as though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you. On behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What a statement. I think that's what you're saying. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love it so much. Uh, Paul says in Galatians chapter 4, verse 19, that he labored as in childbirth. Until Christ be formed in people. Wow. And so a lot of times, you know, like especially like as an evangelist, you know, you want souls, you want souls, you want souls. But there's there's a depth to like people come to Jesus. We don't just want people to confess. We want people yeah. to become disciples. Yeah. 
But in that discipleship process, it's Christ being formed in us, where the depth of Christ gets formed in us, and the love of broad is, you know, the love of God is shed abroad yeah. in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Identity, value, yeah. the value for being with Him, the value that He wants to be with you. Like the reality of that, that that's a kiss right there. <laughs> Just that beauty right there. What is, could you pray for people right now? Yeah. Because there are people out there watching and they need Christ to be formed in there. We have about a minute left <laughs> and I'd love for you to pray for them, that, that Christ would be formed in them. Yeah. So, Father, we thank you so much that the gospel is not like the power of God, but is the power of God unto salvation even a salvation of the way we see ourselves and the way we see the world and the way we see you and hell itself. Lord, we thank you that this gospel is great enough and full of power to save. So Lord, I pray even now that there would be an unveiling of the eyes to recognize the gospel of the glory of Christ and therein find everything needed for the kingdom value system to recognize what makes sense and what doesn't, what God's will is and what God's will is not, and what God desires for each person and how they should see life and themselves and everything else. Lord, show them by the eyes of the gospel that reveal to us this person, Jesus Christ, in your precious name. Amen.